On this week's Moonshine and Music, we got Megan Christine Martin. It's like asking the blue sky to turn green. And a visit from the Moonshine Guru, all coming up next. This is Moonshine and Music with Joe Shelton. Wait a minute, that's me. Anyway, we're going to bring you some inspiring songwriters, musicians, and maybe some side challenges and other stuff around the music industry. So stick with us right now, because the show is coming your way. Woo! Moonshine and Music starts right now. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. So this is working. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you you haven't you haven't zoomed before? Not yet. <laughs> well, welcome to Moonshine and Music, Megan Christine Martin. Oh You're on god. Zoom. Thank you for having <laughs> me on Zoom. <laughs> So, I mean, we might as well have your first interview on Zoom. We had your first interview, like, on the show ever. You were the first one for Moonshine and Music. Yeah. But not the first Zoom one here. Uh, we've done a couple, so. So strange. I don't like those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't like it either. I'd much rather be in the same room. <laughs> but, you know, when you when you start doing these via Zoom, and because of a outbreak, I guess that's the first question to ask. How you how you holding up in the in this new world? Um, well, you know, um, I did a few live Facebook uh, performances that were okay. Um, so I've been doing a lot of full band stuff at the beginning of the year, back into the last fall. So going back to doing solo again has just been a challenge. And then not having the audience to interact with in person is a struggle um, because it's really just me talking to myself is what it seems like. Um, but I'm doing, I'm doing good uh, despite the pandemic um, with people I love and being taken care of. So I can't, I couldn't ask for more on that front anyway. So I, I agree with you that that's the challenge of the Facebook live. There needs to be a way to like click a button so everybody can, everybody that's on can clap at once and you can hear them and then you can unclick it or something. <laughs> I have a, what do they call that? The <laughs> live shows, like a reel. Well, I don't need a laugh track or, or, a, or an applause track, but you know what I mean? Like just a way to open it up so everybody can respond or something. Correct. Yeah. Because it's really weird, right? You get done with the song and there are like maybe a couple little things floating up on the screen or something, but that's... Yeah. And one of one of my friends is like, smile, Megan. And when I look back at all the comments, it was like, it's been a long day and this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to smile. <laughs> Working I'm <right>. adjusting. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm <laughs> this is called Sympathy. I wrote it about uh, five years ago after a really bad breakup. Sticking with it. We're sticking with it. <laughs> It's the easiest songs to write, I'm afraid. <laughs> All the words I have written I don't want 
of my head because I You talked about your band. I know you guys um, was uh, called the Garage. Uh, oh, yeah. So the, the EP that we did um, was we did it live in studio, and it's called the Garage Country Demos. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Garage Country. Demos. How that came up was my friend that was recording us, uh, Chris Colmar, up in Logansport. He was like, you know, you guys have like this, like it's not quite rock and it's not quite country. It's like garage country. And I'm like, I'm stealing that, man. <laughs> <laughs> or it may have been Brent. I can't, I can't remember anymore. <laughs> you know, that, that, that oddly sounds like a, a Brent-ism. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, I, I, the, um, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's an interesting choice there. You have a three piece, you know? Yeah. So what, what was the. Uh, how, how'd that come together? How did the three piece come together? Was it 
that you you're like you know i think this is enough i don't really want more players or um i mean because it's it's an odd thing for me when bands figure out hey we're gonna be five we're gonna be four we're gonna be three we're gonna be (laughs) we are you know well you know all of what 2018 2019 or yeah or 2019 when i was doing a lot of shows after the album release I was really experimenting with the sound and what I wanted it to be after producing, putting that album and being done with that album. Um, Cause I wanted to do more and Brent and I were just playing a lot together, experimenting as a duo. We didn't have a name and I didn't really want it like to find a name. Was it looking for a name? It just kind of happened. Um, I was just still going under, well, it's still under me, but um, adding the, the 1900, it, it's just kind of, it's for Brent. Um, (laughs) because because he does or you know has been if i'll be able to play with him again i hope soon um (laughs) uh he he just he did a lot we did a lot together and he does a lot instrumentation wise and he wants to do more and just um being a duo was really fun and we did a mini tour in july last year and uh he was like, you know, we really, we really need to add more sound. I was like, we'll get there. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> and then Battle of the Bands and Indie came up. And I was like, well, you know, there were several people who sent me text messages. They're like, you need to do it. You need to do it. And I was like, no, it's not for me. And especially if I'm doing like country music, it's going to be a hard sell to Battle of the Bands because it's like rock music, right? <laughs> is the assumption. And then uh, Brent was like, you know, we should just do a three piece. I was like, well, what do you mean? He was like, I really want to bring out the 12 string bass. I was like, okay, what am I going to play? <laughs> he was like, oh, you play, just play your electric guitar. I know you got one. It's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> um, so, and then that's sort of how it came to be. We added Morgan uh, Evans on drums later because I met him through my friend Nate Grab. And he played, he actually plays keyboards. Um, and he's, he's just a phenomenal musician. He just picks up everything and just plays it beautifully. And you know, no wrong notes, <laughs> no, no wrong rhythm. And so the three of us just started playing around and we're like, yeah, let's do Battle of the Bands. And that's sort of how it got started. And we started practicing more. And I had like, I wrote a song a week. I had like five songs down. Uh, and then my buddy Chris was, had messaged me like a week in like, I don't know, September. And it was right as Battle of the Bands was just starting to be talked about. And he's like, hey, if you ever feel like coming back up to record some stuff, I did some scratch stuff years ago with him that I never did anything with. And uh, he's like, if you ever want to come back and record some stuff, we can do that. I was like, actually, <laughs> can we come at you up with this next month or whatever? He's like, yep. Come on up, so we did, <laughs> and recorded the album. So, yeah, I, I think it's really cool because um, it, it really stretched out the way that you um, have presented yourself sonically. I mean, a uh, very stark record, you know, like a couple years ago when you were the first uh, mm-hmm. guest. You know, very stark, very clear, just voice and uke. You know, nothing really else. And right. then the 1900, which is, you know, a pretty complex band sound, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think it's a really cool evolution. So, you know, kudos. I think it came out pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, 
what really what I wanted to do is just get something done so I knew what it sounded like to me, you know, on record. Was that uh, different for you, like, to wonder what your voice would sound like in, a, in, in that kind of a group? Well, yeah. I mean, you've heard all my stuff. It's all slow and drawn out. And <laughs> so I was like, how am I going to like rev up this, this like vocal in a way that works for more like on the rock side of music? And I don't even want to call it rock music because it's still got that bit of country to it. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of worried about what it was going to sound like because yeah, I feel like I'm straining my voice and no one's understanding like the actual words. So if I break it down like solo, it's, it's a different, they're different songs. Yeah. Well, I experienced that, you know, because I put out full band stuff and then break yeah. it down and play it solo, which is, you know, uh, about half of my records generally are songs that I've really written with, with a band yeah. and then have to break them down the other way. So it's a it's an odd phenomenon going to solo from a. But it was, it's so much fun though, because you get to play around with it. And what I'm doing, like on guitar, I'm doing easy, easy stuff, like basic stuff. And I'm all rhythm. Brent's doing the melody in his bass. And then you have Morgan on the drums, and he's just filling in all the spots. <laughs> and one of the songs, I think it's uh, closer to you, um, it kind of modulates. But there's a part in the line um it'll bring me closer closer to you and there's a spot where there's room to breathe and morgan looked at me and he's like what are we doing there and i was like well that's your time to shine honey and he was like all right so he just plays whatever <laughs> it's just it's a whole nother whole nother world but it's so much fun and it's so worthwhile yeah yeah i i, I can see that um you know, it, it was a year ago that we recorded these things that uh, we're putting in, you know, I'm mixing in uh, mm -hmm. to the show, a little yeah. piece of the moonshine circle. And, um, you know, um, I, I, I love the, the songwriter night thing personally. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. It's why I wanted to, yeah. like, create a series of them and stuff. Um, how do you do with that? What do you, what do you, do you enjoy it? Do you like, uh, you know, cruising in with uh, four other songwriters or three other songwriters or whatever? Well, I did, you know, you may see it. I don't know how you're going to release the content, but you know, it's hard because I, all the stuff I write is true. All that stuff I write is real. And I talk about the hard stuff and every time I go up there and I don't care who I'm sitting or standing next to, I get emotional and, <laughs> and you can probably see it, but it's just, that's just part of it. Um, I think it, but it highlights if you do it right, <laughs> it highlights um, like the real stuff. And I think a lot of people need to see that. I think that's why people need to support songwriters is because these songwriters are writing what you, most people have a hard time even communicating. So I, I enjoy it. I will say I do enjoy it. But every time I go up there, it is hard. But it's therapeutic thing. So I, um, Mother's Day is coming, right? It's on sun, Sunday, right? So it's always a tough time for me. Um, fortunately, I do have a lot of women in my life that I love and who care about me and support me. Um, but my mother, uh, she loves me, I know that. But uh, she has a disorder that's called uh, schizoaffective disorder. 
And uh, on May 22nd, I have the opportunity to tell my story um, at Kiwanis International. Um, there's two organizations that are involved. You have Women for Change and then Summit Performance, which is a theater group. Um, they're coming together. This is their second event um, involving like 11 different women who are telling their four-minute story. And it was a lot to put into four minutes for me. Um, but I was asked to perform and speak, which is super cool. I'm going to be the only musician there doing this thing. So... Anyway, um, but a lot of my songs center around the relationship that I have with my mother, and she was here last week and hadn't seen her in four years. Um, Joe met her, actually. Um, and it was just kind of the... so unexpected, because one of the things is, is mania, and when you're not taking your meds, <laughs> you're all over the place. Um, but anyway, I'm not going to get any more into it. So this is a song, one of the songs that is inspired by my relationship with my mother.
point in the show that we're happy to bring in the moonshine guru himself brent lee smith what's up peeps few applause that we don't have because we don't have applause oh okay but um you know i thought we could bring the guru on because we do have uh you know items from the mailbag and uh, here on the trusty ipad um and the uh email server here at moonshine and music which if you want to send something to it, just send it to Joe at moonshineandmusic.com and we'll forward it on to the guru on one of the future episodes. Yeah, make sure you send it to him. I, I can't be bothered to deal with it directly. I'm too busy. But Joe knows what he's doing and he'll make sure I get the message. Well, and I want to filter out all of the um, various marriage proposals and stuff because, you know, that, that, that isn't, you know, it gets, it gets not entertaining after 5,000 of them happen, right? And it gets awkward, and I'm not a polygamist, so anyway, <laughs> yeah. please everybody. So uh, first up here, we've got uh, this one that comes from. Uh, uh, well, you'll 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 hear, dear Guru, I am refinishing a boat by the sea at an undisclosed location in Mexico. My buddy Red was here for a while, but now I just need assistance, mostly advice. Should I name the boat Shawshank or Rita Hayworth? Thanks, Ad. Well, if you really want to start off with, if you really want to have a no known location, like don't give your location, Mexico. You know, obviously, you know there's plenty of ground in Mexico to cover, but we know where to start looking for you. Um, but as far as naming the boat, uh, just name it Fred. Fred. Yeah, Fred. That's a good name. Yeah, but with two D's. <laughs> just so people ask, right? Exactly. Oh, okay. And then if, you know, if you get to a hot lady and she's kind of stacked and it kind of fits with her too. <laughs> All right. Okay. Next up we have MG who writes, your segments have inspired me to take up comedy, but I lack the ability to be funny. Although my mom thinks I'm hilarious and laughs at all my jokes. When I got on stage at the open mic, they threw tomatoes at me and booed loudly. How do I become as funny as you? Thanks. Joker. Yeah. Well, you don't want to set the bar too high because it's just so daunting that you'll never reach it. Um, but as far as trying comedy and not being funny, you're far from the first person to try that. There are plenty of comics who don't understand humor. But the main thing, though, just uh, just keep at it. You know, listen to people who've been around it a while, like me, and well, pretty much just listen to me. Don't listen to anybody else. They don't know what they're doing. But you know, just just keep going and. You know, they're going to keep throwing, you know, food at you, like catch it and make a salad or something, you know. Have you ever had food thrown at you, Mr. Guru? Of course not. Oh. It's, it's more, you know, underclothes. 
Although I guess some of those were edible, so I guess technically that's food. Edible underclothes were thrown at you at a stage? What, what stage was that? Come on. We need to... Oh, like the fifth stage of grief. <laughs> All right. We're on to the last letter that we got this week. Um, Mr. Guru, you are my hero. I love everything you do. I live in Nigeria, and I need some helps with getting my brother out of prison in America. He was picked up for crimes he doesn't do. Can you please send $2,500 to help? It would be a help to me and my family. I know I can't help. I know, I know can't help everyone. I know can't help everyone. But I would be most happy thankful. Aranju. Okay. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. The Nigerians, uh, they often ask for money. I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know. It must be their thing. Um, but uh, what's his name again? Aranju. Aranju. Uh, first, I'm just going to start calling you Bill, so it's easier to remember. But, uh, Bill, uh, yeah. I can't see the money. Uh, you know, it's all tied up and, and stuff, and you know, the world's going crazy. Uh, but I suggest uh, like look for the, the prince of your nation. Um, he has to have money by now after he's asked everyone else. You know, 2500 shouldn't be that big a deal for you know, a prince, and you know, plus he's royalty. So you, know, you get like royal money. You know, my immediate thought was usually across the street from jails, they have a bail bondsman and those guys, that's kind of what they do. Right. Yeah. Like I know here, there's one guy, uh, there on, uh, on Delaware. He only charges 8% instead of 10. Yeah. Name, but you know, that's a whole you his percentage. There you go. Yeah. I mean, standards 10%, but you, know, you don't get that back. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's kind of, but you get out of jail. I mean, you know, six one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ten percent of twenty five hundred, and what's the twenty five hundred is the ten percent? Then I don't know. But what got the dude that does eight percent anyway? You'll save money one or the other. <laughs> All right. Any last thoughts uh, before we sign off from the moonshine guru this week? Uh, just one second. I, for, I forgot this. Like we're supposed to be safe and everything. Well, go off camera for just a second. I'll be right back. All right. Wash your fucking hands. <laughs> that, okay. That looks like a real mask. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people with the cloth. There's a lot of people with the N95 surgical mask. This looks like you're really prepared for like nuclear events. Yeah. It's more being prepared for asbestos in my attic, but use what you got. (laughs) There you go. Well, you know, I feel safer already. Just follow the guru. Wash your hands, wear a mask. Don't be an idiot. Don't ask me for money. And just love everybody. Well, I mean, you know, they only needed 2,500. I mean, you know, chump change. You got that laying around in the closet, right? Well, you know, don't give all my secrets away, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody breaks in looking for 2,500 in your closet. They're going to get a shock. Dirty socks. Yeah. And also, (laughs) my closets are being renovated at the moment. So, (laughs) a shock and maybe step on a nail and maybe something fall on you. You know, alone, booby trap it. Stay out of my closets. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, the moonshine guru, Brent Lee Smith. Thank you, Brent. Happy to be here, Joe. This is a song about knowing when it's not meant to be. This is a song titled Always Been Me. Well, I have this idea of what I want you to be, but it's not
the, I know you came on and did the, the songwriting challenge and I want you to come and do another one. I promised you I would pick that out uh, to, and, we'll, and we'll have a better topic next time. No fuzzy lizards, right? No fuzzy lizards. You know, man, I found that paper, like the notebook. I'm pretty sure I ripped it out because I just was, I looked at it and was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> because in quarantine, you've got time to spring clean. <laughs> We're, I'm going to cleanse fuzzy lizards from the record. Yeah. It's done. We're never putting that on, a, on another piece of recording. It's been, <laughs> it's had its day. Um, well, he was just, he was, Chris, Chris Wolf was having a hard time just connecting to me because he doesn't want to be dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he knows, he knows dad and he knows all the people that I'm connected to. So he was, just, he was kind of like trying to respect me, but trying to stay true to himself at the same time. <laughs> Well, you know, I think that's the hard thing of it, really, as I've, you know, uh, reflected on having some of them, is uh, the hard thing of it is it's almost better when you completely have no idea who the other person is, because when people like you guys know each other or know, like, you know, you may not have written a song together, but you kind of know each other and know each other's family or whatever, it's like you don't want to disappoint each other or something. (laughs) But you just got to, you got to turn it off and just set it aside. (laughs) And, uh, I know that's a really hard thing to do. So. Well, yeah, I, I recognized that as it, as it happened. I was like, uh, well, I, actually kind of after, you know, when you guys yeah. came back and I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, they didn't, I don't know that they had the greatest of time, but it seems like they tried. <laughs> <laughs> it know. just felt weird in that room. I think that was part of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, it, it's a totally interesting experience i was telling somebody the other day that um i was like i i I don't know that i could do it very well i I freeze up sometimes when i'm trying to like do something like that like on the fly and um so you know it's a hard well some songs take like months or years to write not a lot of people can write them in however (laughs) long of a time we had i don't remember now not everybody can be like frank dean and just like crank something out in a moment I mean, it was oh, like, well, he's good with the, the form and he just, he just does it. At this point. <laughs> yeah. Him and Holly in their 15 minute song. And mm. you're just like, I, I'm, I'm kind of in awe of that episode. Really. <laughs> Call me back in 40 years. I'll probably be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring you back on in 24, 60. There you go. <laughs> just roll it out there for us. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be here in 2060. Uh, <laughs> that will be, <laughs> yeah. You know. I'll be really old, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) I just, I just turned 48. So 2060 will make me 88. I mean, you never know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't even know what the internet will be in 40 years, you know, right? right. it it, it, it will be on zoom version 12 or 20 or something. Uh, (laughs) But, um, you know, uh, I, I wanted to, uh, I know, I know, uh, cause I've edited a couple of the songs, uh, you know, that we did from moonshine circle Yeah. and, um, I know, I know that I'm going to include the song, um, welcome June mm-hmm. and uh, June is coming up soon. Okay. And, um, and I know that you usually do the ukulele world Congress and I'm guessing that it's probably not happening this year. That was one of the first, um, events that, gatherings I don't want to call it like an event it's not something that um it's like you pay to go whatever um but yeah I found out like probably a few weeks into the whole COVID 
thing um, that we weren't going to do it. Uh, it's disappointing, but it's also I I respect him for for you know saying it's not going to happen because I, mean, I really don't want to ri risk my life or their lives, you know. And he he made the right decision. So, and that from in my opinion, um, uh, all the people that were planning on going that I know of all all are in a, agreement. Um, but it's sad. You know. Well, there are a lot of older folks that go to the to that event, you know, to that gathering, right? Um, um for the most part, um, a lot of, you know, it's kind of spread out, but uh, age-wise, but yeah, a lot of people that are retired do. That's like the one thing they look forward to. A lot of people that are working nine to five jobs, you know, they take time off uh, like a year ahead because <laughs> they know they're gonna go. So, right. Um. Yeah, it's hard, but. You know, because a lot of them are like family and, you know, I don't want to miss it. I didn't think I'd have to miss it because of a, a gap, because of this pandemic. But what can you do? And that goes with all the other festivals that, you know, I I didn't really have much on the schedule, but um, it's hard. You got to cancel it. But you got to do the right thing. This song, um, I wrote it. I usually write songs in the summer after this big ukulele <laughs> congress. Inspiration. It's, it's always inspiring because everyone's there to have fun and have a nice time despite difficulties in their life. So, And for a weekend, it's just a way to, to let go and, and, and be with the people that you love. So this, uh, this is a song that I wrote for, for that, for them. This is Welcome June. I bet you remember me when the storm rolls through. Come June, welcome June. I bet you remember. Walking hand 
I know I read something. I think that you had posted that uh, you were uh, not going to hurry back out to do shows after. No. Uh, no. You um, you feel like it's uh, um, you know that you want to take it easy. What's your what's your what's your idea? What are you thinking uh, moving forward? Um, well, I'm in a position where um, I'm going to be okay um, in my personal world. <laughs> Um, I was working a day job and I just got that day job and I was planning on moving in with some roommates and, um, I was going to do music at night. I was going to book the things that I needed to book as they came. I wasn't going to, uh, you know, the guys and I were thinking about putting like a tour together in the fall and we were just getting to that point where we're like, we got to start thinking about this. And you know, I had a plan and then that plan went to crap. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, if it comes down to it, I may, I don't even want to give, give a date because we, I just don't know, you know, and the people that I'm living with now are, you know, at risk. They, they will be at risk if I bring something home. So if I were to do a show and happen to catch COVID or if I, you know, happen to get it and not know that I have it and then they got it and they died, I'd be really upset. And a lot of people feel that way. So um, maybe, maybe in the fall, but who's to say, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to even think about, you know? Yeah. So I'd like to do more shows. I mean, if they're outdoors and they're, you know, very, very careful with how they are putting it together. If I'm behind a fucking, excuse me, <laughs> glass door, <laughs> um, or whatever and you can still hear the music you know i'll do it but it's just it's hard to even fathom at this point but in some of those places it's like oh my goodness everybody's touching each other like just walking through yeah. i don't know how you could do uh socially distanced anything here <laughs> you know as i think about it right and, uh, and well, then what, what i want to do is just go out and hug people but i can't do that either you know? <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah it's like i want to go hug all my friends i miss right. them yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you can't. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, even in strangers, you know, like you, you know, you sing a song and people really, uh, if they really connect with it or whatever after the show, I mean, I've many times I've, somebody's hugged me, I don't know, you know, yeah. and, um, well, they want to come up to you and they want to tell you how great you are or vice versa. <laughs> Maybe. Um, no, but, uh, if you, they don't believe, they don't agree with you about something, but yeah. Great. You know, but, uh, yeah, it, you know, that's going to be the hard part is the, um, audience to perform our interaction. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, but I will say I am making masks, um, put some up on my band camp page. It's not the way that I would like it to be yet, but, um, so. Are they going to have like the Megan Christine Martin artwork on them or are they just masks or? Well, have... so they're like, they're cotton um, with the ties that go around. I made my own pattern and they've got little Megan Christine Martin labels on them. No 1900, but you know. <laughs> but they didn't help so, so they don't need, <laughs> they don't need the credit. <laughs> well, I was doing, I wasn't going to make them, but my aunt hit me up like as soon as this whole thing started she's like, Hey, you know, will you sell me some? I need like 10 of them. I was like, oh God, I don't even know how to price them yet. And she's like, 
name your price. So I mailed out some. She's been wearing them. So. You still have the, um, I think, coolest CD sleeve that I've come across. With the, yeah. the cloth, like, you know, it, it's not printed. It's, you know, just a cloth thing that you made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and, was... Yeah, I I love that. I think it's it's awesome. I show it to everyone that comes through my studio. It, yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, the coolest CD idea. Look at this, and I, <laughs> I'm like, I can't do it. It's too much. Like, I can't sew. But yeah. this is well. Really I mean, cool. again, it was something that it's a lot of work, but you know, if you love doing it, I mean, that's part of it. Well, hopefully, people in the comments will uh, tell us whether they want something like that from you and help you. <laughs> they can like, you know right in there, Megan, please make us a mask <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> well, it's like, but what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to make money as a, not just me, but like as a musician or artist, how do you approach that now? It's just. Yeah. The live shows are definitely the way that we've been able to, you know, to survive as, as musicians. Mm -hmm. um, it isn't because we sold uh, a lot of CDs or the streaming. I mean, that's just a joke. Like <laughs> you'd have a ton of streams and oh look, we made thirty-seven cents. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just looked at my royalties recently. I was like, okay. <laughs> I got some bubble yum. I'm in great shape. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I'm gonna play one more song as we trail out um on the show, but um I really appreciate you doing the the Zoom thing yeah. and on Moonshine Music again. Thanks for having me. I wrote this one probably about a year and change ago. It's the title of the, the newest EP that I released in February. I think some of you were there. Um, yeah, this is, a <laughs> uh, it's called Breaking Points. And honestly, I wrote this song in like maybe an hour because my my boyfriend at the time was like, I've hit my breaking point with you. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And, you know, I have many songs I wrote because of that guy, um, which is what we do, I guess, as songwriters. And one of the conversations that I remember having with him is, uh, I feel like music is more important to you than me. And I said, well, yeah. <laughs> Good girl. <laughs> I stood my ground. Good girl. <laughs> and he heard this song and he was like, well, that's exactly how I was feeling. I was like, yeah, I know. I understand you. <laughs> and he's like, could you not play that song? And I was like, no. <laughs> So every time I play it, I'm like, I feel so great. So.
Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Not Less Entertainment. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved. The producer for today's show was Joe Shelton. Our cameraman grip and stunt double was Brent Lee Smith. On cameras and all sorts of other things, Bailey Shelton. And our staff guru is Brent Schlemmer. Join us each Sunday for new episodes right here with Moonshine and Music. <laughs>